That's right. Thank you, Brother Thank you, sir. <clears throat> Thank you, dear Christian friends, for that real welcome. And to our dear brother, uh, Madison Bose, for his fine introduction and for the love that so freely is shared between us. We have great fellowship, this little pastor and I, and all the people around here. We are very happy indeed to get to come to Chicago. Always glad to come here. Always feel such a warm welcome. I believe it's a city just ready now for the outpouring of the gospel of the power of God. And I don't know any better place for it to start than right in the Philadelphian church. I kind of refrain a little bit from making this statement that I'm going to make, but I have been this constantly coming to me, and I know what the office is going to be this next week at home. As far as I know, this is my last meeting before going overseas, and I'm asking now to pray for me as I go over into the, the dark lands of Africa and India and different places to preach the gospel, the same gospel to those people over there who are needy. I'll be, when the nights are dark and the storms are on and all kinds of witch doctors and everything challenge you to ever, I remember I got a faithful group in Chicago praying for me. I'll, I remember that. God bless you, and you'll have a part in the great resurrection when Jesus our Lord shall come. Then we'll be perfect in his image, and we'll have no more sorrows, heartaches. The first thing I want to say, my wife got on me today. She said, Billy, last night you said to the people about finance, he said, you take none. He said, the way you said it, the people will be misinformed I, and after she told me what I said it would be I said I wasn't here for popularity I wasn't at this and that I said I was here by by choice the Lord had sent me and I said it wasn't for finance because I take none see now that is what I didn't mean it just say I didn't take a finance because how could I live see I couldn't do it without uh, accepting it but I mean it's not for me to I don't go to take finance. That isn't my purpose of coming to do that, see. I don't mean it that. Uh, at the end of the meeting, they give me a love offering. And that love offering, I pay my debts and what I have to have to eat. And my family and our clothes are mostly given to us. That's true. And um, we don't deserve that. And yet, what I just what little piece of... What little I do have left over, if I have any, my expenses runs me around $100 a day, see. I send out thousands of handkerchiefs uh, per week. And that mailing and everything, they go to Sweden, Finland, all over the world, see. And so some of those packages that sent off cost as much as two and a half a package or something to send overseas. And rushing, see, we have somebody and, and to interpret letters and so forth and send them to Germany, to to Ireland, to England, to to Finland, and to, well, Germ uh, Africa, and all over the world. They go everywhere, over to Korea and down in Japan. And so you just have to pay for it. And then all that I have left over in a, uh, of every penny who God is my solemn judge, it goes straight to foreign missions. Because someday I'm going to have to answer for what I've done here on earth. 
and I'm going to have to answer for my stewardship. I've stood in the pulpit when I certainly so tired and weary that I've had to hold to the sides and wonder if I was really in the pulpit or where I was at. But my stewardship is to preach the gospel and to do these things, and I've done it whether I felt like it or not, because I've got to answer someday for it. That's one thing. And another thing, there's something in my heart that just gives so much love that I, I, I know that this is the only time I'll ever be mortal, and I've got to do all I can do right now. And I love people, and, I, and I, if I didn't love you, I couldn't love God. So I have a boy here and a little girl in the meeting tonight, a little baby girl of two years old, and... Really, if it come to the, the choice, if you, which you want to love, me or my children, you love my children. If you don't love me, it make me think more of you if you love my children. Well, that's the same way with God. You're his children. And if I can't love you, then how can I love God, see? <clears throat> so I, I just trust that he will bless you. Now, the, the thing that I was just to say, going to say was this. So many questions has been asked, and Billy was telling me, and Brother Bose, <clears throat> pardon me, and many of them, about uh, the convention. I don't like to mention it, but um, the reason that I come to the convention, the Voice of Healing Convention, was I was invited to come by Brother Lindsay. He wanted me to come through the convention. I couldn't stay do that because I was with Dr. Lee, which is, I guess, in the building tonight the Baptist people down in Florida in a meeting and I had to to cut that meeting off I was supposed to stay there until the 15th and I cut the meeting off in order to have one night at the Voice of Healing convention and find a bunch of brethren in that convention and so I wanted to meet with them all again and shake their hands Brother Bose at the time when I was here last, this last summer said well during the time of convention will you give me one night just after you're through with the convention and have the following Sunday at my place and um, that's just love that he has for me and so I said why sure Brother Bose I'll be glad to do that well then seeing the convention my time to speak would be on the 11th I called him from Florida the other night called him up and told him that I'd also be here on Saturday night I'd have Saturday and of course that pleased him real well and so he said well that's just fine come on well I started on my road home uh, my boy and I we were driving our little truck we had a long hard drive but when we got home I was real tired and that morning about three o'clock the angel of the Lord come to me and said there's something wrong in Chicago well I wondered if it was here and then he showed me a brother Gordon Lindsay doing something and he's putting it off on someone else to come tell me something and he showed me a man was going to meet me and to take me from the meeting well I couldn't understand that's all he told me and I told my wife and many of the friends on home I had something wrong and when I got up to Chicago up here to the hotel Belmont Hotel where we were staying Mr. Moore had made reservations there for me and when I got to the hotel well Mr. Moore said Brother Branham something is wrong now, I'm giving it to you just in detail so you'll know he said there's something wrong I said uh, the Holy Spirit has told me there's something wrong what is it Brother Moore he said well the voice of healing has decided that if you were going to have that meeting for the Philadelphian church that they wouldn't permit you to preach tonight in their pulpit in their convention and I said uh, well what's wrong with that he said well you they just made a decision that at the, some of the churches here in the city and the Voice of Healing together, if, 
if you were going to preach for Brother Matson Bose at the church, that they couldn't have you to be their speaker. Well, I said, now you'll have to make your decision, and if you'll cancel out your meeting with Brother Bose and go on and have that, you can speak tonight at the convention. But otherwise, they won't let you do it. I said, well, I just won't do it because I won't cancel my meeting with Brother Bose because I promised him, and I want to be a man of honor. I want to keep my promises. He said, well, he said, well, Brother Branham said, you, there, I'm your friend. And he said, I just wanted to tell you before you get there. Well, I said, well, I'll go in. I want to go in because I want the people to know that I kept my word because it advertised it around the city. And I, now many times people advertise that I'm to be at the place, friends, when I know nothing about it. I I don't know about that. But if I've promised and God be my helper, I'm going to do all that I can to be there because I wouldn't want to be disappointed. I wouldn't want Christ to promise me something here and then back up on his word. And he won't do it. And if I'm his child, well, I won't do it either. I'll be like my father, you see. And so I'd promised that I would be here. So I got in the car and we went over. And just as I walked into the front door, a brother... um, of Velma Gardner, I believe was his name, got me by the arm and rushed me into a side room and said, Come here just a minute, Brother Branham. And I didn't get to see the, get into the audience. He, and then in come Brother Hall, one of the others of the Voice of Healing, and he called me and he said, Now, Brother Branham, they put the same thing to me. I said, so now you make your choice. I said, I'm going to stick with Brother Matson Bose on my promise. I said, I, that's definitely. He said, well, and then some ministers come in and said, I don't think this is right. I said, well, don't think nothing about it, brethren. It'll be all right. So then they discussed it a little while. And then the first thing you know, I started to go out into the audience. And <laughs> they had me outside before I could get into the audience. And then, so I, I didn't have a chance to even... And I heard them announce that I wasn't there. And I had a brother that had been sick or something or another. Uh, well, that's... Well, I've got a brother that's been failing for about two years, which the Lord told me two years ago. And I told you right here in the pulpit about that, that he wasn't going to live. A young man, because he's failed to serve the Lord. And, and he's not going to live. I know that. I see my father come from glory and mark out his grave. So I, I know he's to go. But... My, I don't know when that'll be, but as far as me not being there, I was there 45 minutes before the preacher got to the platform to preach, and I was sitting in the room waiting to be called, and so they then they said that I wasn't there, and then I said, oh, that's, mis, uh, that's misrepresenting something, you see. I said, someone ought to say that that's different, and now nothing against the brethren, but it was a misrepres- uh, misrepresentation that I, I was at the building and there in time to preach 45 minutes before they started preaching service and was in the building. But that's why it was. Now, do not hold that against the brethren. It's just, that's what you get by organizations. <laughs> it, becomes, it becomes a bunch of politics. And God is not pleased with any of them. And there'll be no organizations represented in heaven. The very church itself, the word church means called out. And it'll be called, come out of Babylon, confusion. And here's what I want everyone to know from my heart. If you ministers are sitting here, if you're assemblies of God, if you're oneness, if you're Baptist, Methodist, or if you're first reign, second reign, fourth reign, latter reigns, how many reigns, I don't care who you are, I don't care what church you represent. 
I'll go with anywhere God leads me to go. It's perfectly interdenominations, drawing no barriers at all. And I must be that way because he leads me and I must go where he leads. See, regardless. So it's perfectly interdenomination. I don't... And I believe that man in the assemblies of God in the, in the other churches and all around, God has his children and his people. There's good people in all those churches. And that's why Jesus comes. He's just not going to take the assemblies or the oneness or the latter rain or this. He's just going to take the honest and heart to glory. That's right. Thank you very much. And I'm glad you feel that way. It's going to be the pure in heart shall see God. And there never has been a church that's, if you are a historian or a reader of Bible history, there has never been a church that God ever raised up that when it began to get in those kind of a conditions, God laid it on the shelf and moved out somewhere else. Just every time. And the organizations, that's the way they do. Now, like the first round of the apostles were fine. The second round, they begin to get uh, their doctrine, the lady of sin doctrine and so forth. And they, then it started off. Well, that's the way they went with Luther. That's the way it was with Wesley. That's the way it was with every Bible. On down through Nazarenes, Pilgrim, Holiness, Pentecostal is next in line. See, it's... They just get to a place to begin getting this in politics and pulling and things like that. Jesus said, how can you, let's see now, I don't know where I can quote my scripture or not, but when you desire, uh, honor one of another, that's right, how can you uh, have faith, that's right, how can you have faith when you desire, honor one from another? See, brother, from the uh, apostle to the least of the body, one, I'm just as much in love with that finger as I am with my nose. <laughs> and I, I, I love it all. <laughs> it's all me. And I, that's the way God is with us. We're, we're all His. Don't you think so? And He loves us all. And the Lord bless you now. I hope I made it real clear and never hurt anyone. But I, I just, I refrain from saying those things. And I did night before last and today. And I just... They just kept telling me, well, you better make yourself clear. There's a group of people here, and they're going to... And then some of those men there that has magazines went around taking pictures, and I didn't know what they was going to do, and I learned today they're publishing it in their magazines and things like that. So, I don't know. That may be a little out of the way, We, but that's up to them. <laughs> to me, it was all right. The only thing, as far as speaking, I was plenty tired. I went back and went to sleep, but... Uh, I was, uh, but for me, the only thing it was, when my wife told me as she was standing in the door that a poor little fellow come down, his chest all caved in, his poor little frail arms, probably cancer or TB eat him up, and he had probably spent his money and what he had to come there because that meeting had been advertised. And maybe if I'd have prayed for him, it might have, he had seen something take place at the platform, it might have helped him to believe the Lord. And if he come there intentionally, now I didn't have to pray for him. Any of the other brothers would have prayed for him, or any of the, the laity there could have prayed for him. It'd been the same. See, what not have? But what it was, he was expecting me to be there, and that's kind of a, a letdown, you know. <laughs> it kind of ruins the atmosphere. After me promising to be there, he said, "Well, brother Brandon doesn't keep his word, but I did." <laughs> God knows it. So now, the Lord bless you, and I hoped as soon as I returned back. 
to come to Chicago for a good long meeting when we come back. Bless you and praise you. That's very fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you so much. God bless you. That that shows that you really love me and you love the Lord. And I I'll do what I possibly can to get back with you as quick as possible. You pray for me now as I go to the other countries. God bless you, Madison Bolzais. So the next thing he said he'd taken up a love offering for me. I didn't expect that, friend. No, there's some little lady or man set back there the other night and give my wife a Christmas card, the person that may be in here now, that had enough money in it to pay my expense up here and back, which would have took care of the whole thing. And I, I just appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you kindly. May the Lord bless each one and what you give. Uh, Jesus said, in so much as you have done it at the least of these, my little ones, which that would be me. You have done it unto me. So uh, I pray that he'll bless you in that measure. And now I'm very happy tonight. I believe to see my good friend again back there, Brother Ryan. He usually follows me around in the meetings. And <laughs> uh, Brother Ryan, I'll kind of be disappointed if I don't see you show up in Africa, India somewhere. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> He's been a, a friend of mine for a long time. He was the one who produced a bicycle to me. I guess you heard me tell about one time that I was going to take up an offering and I didn't have nerve enough to do it and he gave me a bicycle and I painted it and sold it for five dollars. <laughs> he was riding the bicycle down and then he left it there and said it wasn't very good so I got a ten cent can of paint and made it look pretty good. <laughs> Some kid gave me and I didn't have to take the offering. So, God bless you, Brother Ryan, and the rest of my good friends. If I'm not mistaken, here's a little sister right here that usually comes with a Mrs. D'Amico from here. Is that right? I thought I recognized you a few moments ago. And um, was you the one that was healed at that time of the cancer, or one of your friends? Or it was Mrs. D'Amico one of her friends that was healed with cancer, was it? Or Mrs. D'Amico herself. And uh, is she in the building? Is she here? Well, that's very fine. I... Haven't spotted her as yet. So, oh yes, over in the corner. That God bless you, Sister D'Amico. I think they're a native here of Chicago. Her husband has a spaghetti company. They've been very, very close friends of mine. And I'm so thankful for that. Now, if I, somebody sitting here that I don't recognize, and, well, remember, I just didn't call them out to make them conspicuous. I'm sure glad to see you also, every one of you. Of course, Brother Beeler down here, he's just my side pile here taking the recordings. He goes to the meeting and very humble and very fine man. If Brother Beeler ever comes this way, receive him in the grace of God. For he's a, a veteran from the war that got his hand shot off overseas. And give his heart to Christ and come back and become a full gospel preacher, interdenominational. And he's in Jeffersonville now and a very fine Christian brother and a staunch speaker. So we're happy to have Brother with us. Now, God bless you, and i got 280-something miles to drive yet tonight, so I want to speak just a moment and call the prayer line. Thanks for your kindness and everything.
Now, in the book of Exodus 23, I want to read just, a, just for a short, brief time. I think, according to time, i got about 14 minutes. Behold, I send an angel before thee to keep thee in the way, to bring thee into the place which I have prepared. Beware of him, and obey his voice, and provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgression, for my name is in him. But if thou wilt indeed obey his voice and do all that I speak, then I'll be an enemy to thy enemies, an adversary unto thy adversaries. For my angel shall go before thee, and shall bring thee into the land of the Amorites, Hadonites, Persnites, Canaanites, Habites, Jutites, and I will cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods and serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. Now, let's bow our heads and speak to him just a moment, if you will. Now, our Father, in holy reverence, we come before thee to give thanks and praise to thee for all that thou hast done, knowing that we're unworthy of any of thy blessings. And to think that a few years ago, now that I was away from you and I didn't know you, but tonight thou has loved me and redeemed us from a life of sin and now has brought us into this great fellowship one with another while the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness and has given me favor and love with your children and how I love them, Lord. And I pray that you'll bless them. Bless this little church, Lord, and all the churches that's represented here throughout the nation. And I pray that you'll bless Brother Bose here, Lord, as the little brother has faithfully tried and stood and toiled and labored. I pray that you'll bless him and his lovely congregation. Uh, give him the exceedingly abundantly and to see the hunger in his heart. Oh, God. He has a vision of the outpouring of the Spirit in Chicago. And he just, seemingly, he just can't let loose. He's determined to see it go through because it's burning in his soul. Oh, God, may that come quickly. And may there be just the desire of his heart given a revival that will sweep this great city, Lord, from one side to the other. Like back in old days. And may there be a... a Holy Ghost fire burning in every place in this, every place in the city. Grant it, Lord. And may there be a revival that will cause just thousands and tens of thousands to come to Christ. Grant it, Lord. Bless these dear people and bless your servant now as I go other places and across the seas, if it be thy will. And may you keep these people in perfect peace. Grant it, Lord. And may their hearts be full of love, and may the altars be full of fire, and may this little church grow and prosper in the grace of God, and may great signs and wonders be poured out of this church, Lord, that the people might know in this city that here is a lighthouse of God. Now, if I have found favor with you, Lord, I pray that you'll answer my prayer and grant these things in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. God speaking here to Moses. And 
telling him that I'll send my angel before thee to keep thee in the way. Now, I just to change the atmosphere from speaking of uh, events that's passed, I'd just like to bring it back to this <clears throat> upon God's Word before we call the healing line just for a few moments. Now, uh, God had made a promise to the children of Israel that he, was going, he made it to Abraham many, many years, 420 years beforehand. God promised Abraham, or he said his seed would sojourn in a strange land for 400 years, and he would bring them out by a strong hand and would give them the land where Abraham dwelt in then. And Abraham believed God. And he gave it to him unconditionally. By grace, he gave him this promise. And Abraham, an old man, was having no children at the time and had been waiting for 25 years. When he was 75 years old, God met him and gave him a promise of a child. And Sarah, being 65 years old at the time, way past the time of bearing children, then they believed God and they walked by faith and Abraham Look to God to fulfill his promise and call those things which was not as though they were. What a beautiful uh, foregrounds for Christianity. I want you to see it. How that we are the children of Abraham. Now God promised to save Abraham and his children unconditionally. I have past tense. Already did it. Now... You say, well, I wished I was some of Abraham's children. You are if you're a Christian. For we being dead in Christ take on Abraham's seed and are heirs according to the promise. Then if we are God's children by heir, uh, then uh, heirs of the kingdom, heirs of Abraham, then we should walk as our father Abraham walked and call those things which are not as though they were if God has said they were. See? If God said they are, then we don't know how it's going to be, but God said so, so we just believe it and move forward walking by faith. What a beautiful life. Just think, Abraham, at a hundred years old, yet many disappointments, many upsets he had like all Christians do, waiting on the promise, but yet the Bible said that he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. There's many things taking place, famines, distress, and uh, things happen. But Abraham didn't stagger. He still believed that God was going to give him the baby. And when the baby was born and become a young child, uh, maybe 15, 16 years old, God said, now you take this child and go up on the mount and offer him up as a sacrifice. And otherwise, Abraham, I made you a father of nations. Now you're about 120 years old. And here's the boy, the seed. You waited uh, 25 years for him. Now I'm still going to make you a father of nations. Now I want you to take and destroy the very only foundation you have. Now, I promise you the child, and here's the child, and I want you to get rid of the child. See what I mean? Double. And how's he going to be the father of many nations if he waited all that time for the child, and then God tells him to go and offer the child up? Then he goes and offers up the child and was going to take his life, and God spoke to him, you know the story, of how that God proved his, his loyalty to his promise by Abraham. Then he told him his seed, how they sojourn in a strange land, and they did. But he said he would bring them out and give them that land wherein he dwelt. Now, since that time, 
the Amorites, Persites, Habites, Jupites, and all had the Gentile heathen nations had taken over this beautiful paradise in there and had occupied in that land. Yet God promised very beautiful type of the millennium. Oh, how wonderful. They moved in, tuck cities. That was already built. Corn was already planted. This moved right in a beautiful type. And how now God is getting ready to fulfill his promise to Abraham. 420 years. Trouble set in. And then God sent his angel down and told Abraham, or told Moses rather, now I have promised Abraham that I'm going to give him that land. And I promised it to his seed. And you are the seed that's going to receive this promise. And now the land is all sowed down by these different nations, but I have given it to you. Notice the arrangements of the Scripture. I have already given it to you. It's yours. Now go take it. You get it? Now I'm going to send my angel before you, and he's going to prepare the way. And I'll send hornets before you, and I'll send... uh, They'll drive out the enemy. And I'll send my fear before you. And it'll cause fear to set into the people. Now, look... There was the land. Now, it looked like God would just went out there and set a plague and killed all the people out and said, now, the houses are laying there. Just go in and bury the dead or, or send a storm through or scared them all out or something. But instead of that, he said, now, I've give you the land. Now, you've got something to do. Yes. Now, the promise is yours. The land is yours. I have already given it to you. Now, you go over and possess it. Yes. Now, I'm not going to give it to you all in one year. If I give it to you all in one year, then the wild beast, he said, will come in and multiply against you. But just as you push out and are able to take the land, I'll give it to you just as you're able to, to take the land. What a beautiful thing tonight for divine healing. The promise is given to you by his stripes, you were healed. It's yours by promise. Now, we have to go in and take it. Maybe you can't take it all at one time. Maybe you can just accept it tonight. Like I said this morning, if you want an oak tree in your front yard and somebody give you an acorn, you've already got the oak tree. Right. You've got it in seed form. The only thing you have to do is plant that seed. It'll produce the tree. So as soon as you get the seed, you've got the tree. That's right. And seed form. And just as soon faith cometh by hearing, hearing of the word. And when you hear that Jesus Christ is the healer, he's raised from the dead, reproducing his life. Has healed the sick. You've already got your healing in seed form. That's right. It's already yours. Right there. Faith cometh by hearing. Now, the only thing you have to do is to push out the Amorites and the, the days of miracles is past and all this, that, and the other and just go in and take the land. That's all. And push away all those theologies and all this explain away and say the promise is mine. Just go in and take it. It's yours. Oh, how a beautiful promise. Now, he said, don't bow down to their gods. Now, a lot of them people try to say, well, now, look at this one and look at that. You know, like some of the women would probably pick up a little Persianite baby and say, now, looky here. Isn't he cute? Isn't he cute? Let's keep him. Now, the command was, no, destroy him. He's very cute when he's little, 
but he'll raise up to be just exactly like his dad. That's exactly. So you just get rid of it in the beginning. Let's just get rid of that fellow and go right on. We want nothing but pure, unadulterated faith in this revival coming on. Men and women who's going to believe God and say, that's God's word, that's the truth. I don't care what the rest of the world says. I'm going to stay by God's truth. That's right. See? I don't want anything else. I don't want to have any. Well, say this person, they're a good person, but, but they just don't believe. Well, I just got, want to get rid of it right now. I just, they don't believe in divine healing. They don't believe in the power of the Lord. Well, then just get right away from it right then. Don't have nothing to do with their children because it'll grow right up into unbelief again. That's a, Yes, sir. I believe today, like Dr. Pelea is going over to India. He said, well, Brother Branham, shall I? Uh, shall in these converts they claim there'll be a million in the congregation God has promised 300,000 uh, 300, in the converts he said what shall we do with them shall we all take them into the Anglican church I said if you start in your organizations you're going to build the thing right back around personalities of this earth yet and you're going to have the same thing we got now don't build it around any certain organization any certain person but build it around Jesus Christ Amen. That's the one. Put it right around Christ. And let all denominations, whatever they are, look up to that brass serpent that is lifted up in the wilderness. And man, look and live. If they go to looking at the church and how fast this is growing, how this is materializing, the first thing you know, they'll get their eyes off of here onto that. Let's look here and let that go. Keep looking up. Now, he said, I will give you the, I not will give you, I have give you. Amen. That's past tense. I've already given it to you. Now go in and take it. And when they come up to Kadesh Barnea, that was the great judgment seat of the world at that day. There's a great big well. There are several little wells. A very type of the church now. The great church in heaven and its little tributaries down here on earth giving out its little springs of water bubbling up into everlasting life. People, children of God, filled with the Spirit, just rejoicing in the Spirit. Then the showdown coming. I believe, wouldn't have time, two or three more minutes, but I believe that the, the church of the living God, now here it is, I want you to sit. I believe the church of the living God has come now to Kadesh Barnea. Right. I believe we're at the judgment seat. That's right. Now, just before crossing over, Let's not make that mistake that they made. Then they gathered out an uh, elect out of each tribe, man, and sent them over, 12 spies. And 10 of them coming back and saying, it cannot be done. Oh, we're just grasshoppers in their sight. Their cities are a wall. It's a pleasant land. Doubting God's promise. Said it's a pleasant land. But said, we just can't take it because we're too small. There are great walled cities, great giants of man, and we look like grasshoppers. But they had two people there, Joshua and Caleb. They wasn't looking at how big the walls was, how big the man was. They was looking at what God said. They said, we can take it. That's right. And on the road back, they brought back some evidence. Great big bushels of grapes or bunches of grapes brought back as a evidence that God had kept his word. To you, dear Philadelphian people, regardless of how the wind blows, how it seems this way or that way, or how many threats come from the outside world, keep your mind on what Jesus said. 
He give us the promise it's already ours. I don't care how great the opposition looks. God will fulfill His Word. Let's look to the Word of God. It's here for us. I have given it to you already. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it, you shall have it. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, that will I do. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. The things that I do shall you also. Here it is again. If ye abide. Oh, I like that word. Abide. Not run here and run there and run here and run there. But if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, then ask what you will and it will be given unto you. That's right. If ye abide. I like the abiding church, don't you? Constantly abiding. Jesus is mine. You sang the old hymn. God has promised it. It's ours. Every man and woman in here has a right right now to claim your healing. Yes. Listen. God bless you. I want to tell you just one thing. I know I'm holding long, but I just want this one little thing. I know, and I want you to remember, there's something fixing to happen. Remember, I've told you that. There's a step up coming in the church now. These things that you're now seeing are going to be just little things. After a while, something's moving. And I say this by the power of the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom I, everyone in our doctrine, in our baptism, we've come to a place, but there's some key that will unlock something here. Now, he saw the book sealed on seven seals. And when Daniel saw the same, and when the thunders uttered their voices, he said, don't write what that was in the scripture, but it'd be revealed in the last days. We're at the time. We're Kadesh right now. Here a few nights ago, I went into Brother Vibbert's over from over Paducah, Kentucky, crossed over into Evansville. Oh, Brother Bosworth was with me. And I said that day, I said, it just kept burning on my heart. A message that I know that something God had promised on the opening up of the power. Yet I'm waiting now for him, which I believe will appear to me visibly. I say it with reverence. I've seen him twice. Of course, it was vision. He was standing there one night. I stood and I even broke a straw off the field, fired my mouth and chewed it. Looked again. I said, surely this is not vision. I stood there in the broom stage looking. I've been praying all night. I looked again. I seen him with his foot like that, his hands folded, looking towards the east. I walked around this way and cleared my throat. And when he looked around at me, raised out his arms, I fainted and didn't come to till the next morning. And I have an idea what he looks like. And I've been feeling for the last few months that I'll see him again. Here and pretty soon that he will reveal again his something that's fixing to come forth. Oh, brother, if I have it right, God forgive me if I'm wrong. But seeing it in the scripture, seeing that when he rose and just sent it up, he received a new man name that no one knowed about. Then I see him coming in his power. I went over and I said, don't no one bother me today. Let me stay alone. And that night at Brother Vibbert's church, I prayed, cried. I called Billy and I said, what prayer cards did you give out? We called up about 25. All down through that line, there was nothing at all. 
And I could see that I looked in a, for only a woman who's hard hearing in one ear. So I just kept talking. I said, call another group. And when I got the other group, the very first one in the line, a poor old daddy leading his boy. And he said, Brother Branham, I come from Cincinnati. He said, I brought my boy over to Owensboro, brought him down by bus. Said, I never could get a prayer card to get in the line, but I'm so happy to be here now. And I looked and I said, what's the matter with your boy? He had his head down, young fellow about 18. Said when he's about eight years old, he hit a dynamite cap with a hammer. And it blowed this eye completely out. It wasn't nothing but a socket. And this eye, the end of the cap bursted right into the sight, shattered every nerve. And he said, ever since we've heard about you, we believe God would answer your prayer if you prayed for my boy. Standing there with an old, dirty jacket on, not dirty, I didn't mean to say that, but washed out. His shirt open, his underclothes here. Just a typical old daddy holding his boy, so reverent. The fine-looking young man standing there. I said, well, come here, brother, and let me pray for you. And I put my hands on him. And I said, Heavenly Father, I pray thee, if thou wilt, O God, have mercy upon him and open this blinded eye. And when I asked, there's too big in the auditorium, there's too big lights shining like this. I said, Son, look up to that light and see if you can see. The poor fellow looked around this way, trying to see the light in the dark corner. And I turned his head. I said, No, up this way. And I got his face turned up that way. He said, I'm sorry, kind sir. But I, I can't see nothing. His dad said, Brother Brennan, if you had a, a powerful flashlight right in his eye, he'd never know it. Said that every nerve in his eyes bursted. I said, and you still have faith? He said, yes. Now, usually, I would have let that boy go. See? And said, now, son, the Lord bless you. And may he give you your sight. But, there, what I had in my heart, digging down. He said, if thou, when he said to that tree, Cursed be that tree, no fruit growing. He said, if you shall say to this mountain, be plucked up. I said, who ought to have faith? If anybody ought to have faith, I'm ashamed. After a back counter from a little baby, the, the first thing I remember nearly was God speaking to me in a vision. And down through the age, he's never failed one time when he met me in person as an angel and told me, I'll not fail you. I'll be with you. I thought, who ought to have faith? I ought to be ashamed. I kept standing there and I thought, if this is true, if God has said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If we be God, then we're energized by His Spirit. And His, my hands are His hands. I looked at the boy again and I began to feel something inside of me. My friends, I know that'll work. I've seen it in hours of trial when something will actually happen. You can't bluff it. It's got to be there. It's got to be the thing. I remember that night that maniac walked to the platform, Portland, Oregon. Many of you have read of it. That was just one case cause of quoting it because it was in the book. When that man walked to the platform, insane, about a hundred or about 240, 50 pounds, seven foot tall about, walked to the platform, 500 preachers shrunk back. He spit in my face and said, you hypocrite, you deceiver of man said, you call yourself a man of God, said, I'll break every bone in your measly little body tonight. And they begin to scatter back and use it. I wouldn't know what they'd done. But when I turned to that man, I know he was whipped right there. There was something on the inside, moved up and said, don't fear, I'm standing with you. That was it. When that happens, 
I've seen it in a tremendous time in that moment, this minute. And when I know that man was going to be defeated, when I draw back his fist, and I said, because that you have challenged the Spirit of God, tonight you'll fall across my feet. He said, I'll show you whose feet I'll fall across, you hypocrite. And he spit in my face again, his eyes bawled out, and his teeth like that. He drew back his fist to strike me like that. I said, Satan, come out of him. He went, ooh, and began to run around, 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 and fell and pinned my feet to the floor to a police had to take him off of my feet. What was it? The power of Jesus Christ all present, standing there, because he had challenged the spirit of the living God. I remember here not long ago, my boy struck a habit that he ought not to have among some young boys, and I kept telling him, God had warned him. He almost got killed. Then he showed me one night in a vision, he said, watch Billy. And I seen him falling, just limbs over limb, over limb, over limb, going like that, falling to the ground. I, I screamed, oh God, have mercy on my boy. It's the only boy I have, Lord. Don't let him die like that. And he was going, falling through space like that. And when I come to myself in a vision, I was standing in the room screaming. I thought, oh my, did I wake my wife up? And I looked around, I thought, no. I thought, oh my, and I got down and began to pray, looked brass in front of me. I thought, oh my God, don't let my boy be killed like that. I went, told Billy, went on a few days, he'd been fishing down the river. He'd come back up and he said to me, we got a doctor friend there, he's a very good pal of mine, Dr. Sam Adair. And so some man come over from India and I went down in New Albany, we was talking over the possibilities of the Pentecostal churches of India cooperating in the meeting and so forth. And while we was down there, wife was up getting the baby's tooth ground. And while I was sitting in the car, something said, get out of the car. Go walking. He wouldn't speak where that man was. I said, is that impression? I went like that and seemed like I just went off. I could hear my ears puffing out. I heard a voice say, get out of this car immediately. I went out of the car and started walking down the street. I said, excuse me, brother. I walked down the street. He said, return home as fast as you can. Something has happened to Billy. And that quick we, uh, wife come down, we jumped in the car and tucked out home. When I got to the porch there, my mother-in-law was standing on the porch screaming, saying, Billy Paul, come up to Dr. Adair's. And I had a sore throat and I gave him a shot of penicillin. His heart stopped on him. He's in the hospital now. The ambulance has been here. They got him wrapped. They got specialists from Louisville. And he's unconscious, laying there, dying, said, even his toes is that big. Well, I dumped everyone out, got in a car, ran out there. And here come a little doctor down through the room. He see me, he throwed his hat in the floor. And I said, Bill, I've killed your boy. And I said, oh my, running to the room. There, Billy laying there with a tube in his nose and his mouth open like that. Face just as black as it could be. They give him shots of adrenaline. His blood was 20 over 30, I believe it was. His heart. And there he was going down to give him adrenaline in his heart. Drop lower. Give him another shot of adrenaline. Drop lower. He said, I've killed your boy, Bill. And he walked down this hall crying. I walked in. I said, shut the door. I got out. I said, oh God. Now. And no more I nailed on my knees. Something moved up there. I know something was happening on the inside. That time when it has to be, when it has to be, it moved up there. And I said, God, He's gone as far as medical science is concerned. But I ask you to be merciful and don't let my boy go. And while I calmly reached my hands to Him, that vision broke before my eyes. And I seen him going whirling again down through the air. And I seen two big arms reach under him, catch him like that, and go to bury me back up again like that. In a few moments, he was sitting on the side of the bed talking to me. Yes, sir, and he didn't know why. why is it, brother, in that moment in time, in that spare of a moment, now if that faith can come at that time, why can't it stay all the time? When that boy standing there, his eyes blowed out like that. I looked at him. And there's something I said, Lord, 
This is what I'm believing. Now there's a keynote how to go in there. And I believe that God's going to let me know it. So then, if that happens, these things that you're seeing will be so amateur up the side of what that'll be when it is fully revealed. And then stand there with that boy. I said, Lord God, if I have found grace in your sight, let it be known right now. If I am right, I pray that you'll bless. I turned around to the boy. I started crying. I couldn't help it. Something on the inside of me pushing. I just couldn't help it. I put my hand over his eyes. I said, oh God, be merciful to him. And now, Satan, you done this. God never intended this boy to be blind. Never. So I give this boy his sight. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I give him his sight as God's servant. And my hand's acting in his place. And that what I thought he should tell me to say, I said it. And when I dropped my hands down, that boy let out a scream and said, Daddy, here I am, I can see. And he grabbed his daddy around the neck. He got so excited to a Baptist preacher sitting on the platform, grabbed a chair over his head and run through the audience, button people as hard as he could with a chair turned over his head. What? Brother, excuse me. I didn't. Amen. We're on the verge, brother. Somebody's come back from Canaan. The grapes are good. It's our land. God give it to us. We can take it. God said so, didn't he? God said we had it. It's ours. And we're living in the last days. Don't you believe it? He said, in the last days, I'll send down the rain in abundance like that. Both former and latter rain will fall in this days. And what they had back there, plus what God's going to give us, is right now at hand. Amen. I'm, I believe it with all my heart. And I believe we're at the age of the battle. Don't you think so? Let's not push back. If they want to push back, let them push back. But we're going forward. Amen. It's ours. God said it's yours. Now go in there and take it. Joshua raised up there a little later on and tucked that sword in his hand, crossed across there. And just before he got into the walls of Jericho, well, there stood the, a man with his sword drawn. He said, Joshua drawed his sword and said, are you for us? Are you for them? He said, nay, but I'm the captain of the host of the Lord. Yes, sir. And I'm coming. They marched around those walls and let out a shout. And they took Palestine because God give it to them by promise. It was theirs back there in the beginning. They just had to go and possess it. Divine healing, the power of God is yours tonight. Let's possess it. It's ours. Push out every Canaanite and every Perzanite and every Havanite and Juvenite and all the other nights. Let's go over and get the day. Amen. That's right. Because the day spring from on high has come with glory and blessings. Amen. You love him? Bow our heads, Heavenly Father. My heart beats fast tonight. For I know that there's something right yonder. The day spring is fixing to break now. And we thank thee, Lord, for this great blessing that we have. And now bless your church tonight. Give us grace and power. Give us yourself in our own being to bring deliverance to others. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Many of you Christians here tonight don't know where you are. You have a right to these things. Did you ever go down here to arcade somewhere? 
or walk into a great big variety store, you look around. Now, you're just maybe just living on one thing. But in a variety store, you got here something and over here something and over here something. And coming into Christ is like coming into a big variety store. We have joy. We have peace. We have long-suffering. We have divine healing. We have speaking in tongues. We have interpretation of tongues. We have prophecy. We have everything. It's a big variety store. Is that right? And by one spirit, we're all baptized into this big variety store. <laughs> That's right. Have anything. Maybe something may be a little high for your reach. God's got a stepladder over here. Let's just get on it. I like to look around and see what I got, don't you? See what we got. God's got all these things sitting around here for us. Let's just reach up and get them. If you need healing tonight, let's go get it. Just a little bit high for you. Say, God, get me on the ladder right quick. I want to see what it's all about. He'll take you. Lift me up above the shadows. Give me fellowship with thee. In the light, I see the fountain and the blood that cleanses me. And giving me these God-given rights. Amen. Excuse me. I, I, Glory. What, 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 F, F. Glory. All right. All right, let's see now. The boy said he'd give out prayer card F. Let's take, I believe last night he'd give out F's too. May the good Lord bless you each one now. I'm sorry to take your time like this, but you're such a lovely people. I, I don't have to say that, but I, I because I, I mean it's the reason I say it. So God be with you and bless you each one is my sincere prayer. All right, would you come? <clears throat> of course, anyone, all of you have been in my meetings before, I suppose. Is there anyone here that never has been before? Raise your hand. Never, never. These few newcomer people. Thank you. <clears throat> I, uh, Christian friends, I I am not the sometimes newspapers and magazines say Brother Bram the divine healer. I'm not the divine healer. I, I'm the bre- your brother. See, Jesus was the one done the healing. Now, if our Lord, I here's what I believe and contend. I believe he rose from the dead. And I believe if he has risen from the dead, that he said, The things that I do shall you also. Greater than this, for I go to my Father. 
I'll be with you in you to the end of the world. When he was here, he didn't claim to be a healer, did he? He said, it's not me that doeth the works. It's my father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the works. And when he passed through all those crippled and twisted people at the pool of Bethesda in St. John 5, why he was very, the people were put out, of course, because he didn't heal. But one person, he was laying on a pallet, maybe a prostrate trouble or something. What Jesus said, verily, verily, I say in you, the son can do nothing in himself. But what he sees the father doing, that doeth the son likewise. Is that right? In other words, <clears throat> what's the matter, sisters? You're a little disappointed because you didn't get in the prayer line? I seen you walk back by there. You come in later in the prayer line. Well, that's fine. You don't have to come in the prayer line if you believe. You believe me to be his prophet? With all your heart? You do. You do. If I'll be able by the help of God to tell you what's wrong with you from here right now while the Holy Ghost is here to anoint, will you accept your healing? You have something wrong with your bowels, don't you? Bowel trouble and you have diabetes also. Is that right? If that's right, raise up your hand. All right, now you go home and be well. God bless you. Jesus never disappoints people. He always... Uh, all right, come, brother. I suppose, baby, as far as I know, we don't know each other. I don't know you. And God knows both of us, so doesn't he? And now, if Jesus was standing here, he, he wouldn't... What he would do, he would just... He could tell you as far as your healing. He said, when I died back there, I paid your healing there. But the only thing he'd try to do, do something to get your faith up to believe that. Is that right? Well, he's still the same lovely Jesus. Now, he's, he, he don't, don't have any hands tonight, but, but our hands. He, our, his lips is our lips. And, his, and the Bible said, let the mind that was in Christ be in you. Now, he turned just like to that woman then. Perceiving there are thoughts. Is that right? To the audience, he said, perceiving your thoughts, he said to a certain person, why are you reasoning in your heart? The same Jesus that rose from the dead just said to that woman there. Is that right? It's the same Jesus just working in his power. You just start out there. You people, how many's out there without prayer cards wants to be healed? Let's see your hands. All around, all my, it's massive back especially. All right, just... Just believe. It's the only thing I ask you to do. So you just believe and God will make you well. Yeah. Now, the reason I get people on the platform, usually I have to talk to someone. But tonight, just as that poor woman looked up to me there, I seen that light standing over. And it followed her right onto her seat like that. And I know he was standing there. If I could get her attention just a moment, well, I know he'd tell me what was wrong with her. That's all she had to have, just a little faith to raise her up, to boost her over the place. That's all. It's just if you, it has to have this and this to agree. You see, if you got faith up here, that's good. But it has to be here too. See, this is the one that operates the little boat down here. See, this one here. If this one and this one will agree with that one, then you, it's all it's all right. And you got it made. See, that's it. You know, it's just something that God does. Now, first, God sends His word. That's the first and the initial. Anything contrary to that is not of God. See. That's God's first. Then he set prophets in the church to bring his word. Is that right? Yes. That's secondarily God's word to an individual. See? Maybe if you had done something in your life that was keeping you from being healed, God could speak directly. Now, he said, I'm the Lord that healeth thee, but maybe there's some reason you can't be healed. 
Then he speaks through his words secondarily through his prophets and reveals the secrets of the heart. How many of you people in here believe in speaking with tongues? All right. Anybody believes the Bible believes in speaking with tongues? You couldn't say it was wrong because the Bible said so. When they put Dr. Reed out of the Sudan missions because he spoke with tongues. Well, I said you'd have to put Jesus out. He spoke with tongues. You'd have to put all the apostles. You couldn't take Paul's teachings because Paul said forbid not to speak with tongues. That's right. So you, you what I mean? Paul, you couldn't take Paul's teachings because Paul said, don't forbid to speak with tongues. And they do forbid to speak with tongues. And put their best men out because they get close enough to God to speak with tongues. So you couldn't take any of the disciples in. Some dear person, a Nazarene brother, very dear, sweet brother. He said, Brother Branham, I just, we just won't let people come in our church that speaks with tongues. I said, then Jesus couldn't come. Because he died speaking in tongues. It's true. And he taught speaking in tongues. The Bible teaches speaking in tongues. All the apostles, all the saints, and everything believed it, taught it, and received it. Well, now, Paul said, if you all speak with tongues, and there be no interpretation for edification of the church, some unlearned person say, not aren't you all mad? But if one is a prophet and will reveal the things that's in the person's heart... Then they'll fall down and say, God's with you. Is that right? Well, now, all those gifts goes in the church. Is that right? Yes. See, how did I know the woman here? Never seen her. Never know nothing about her. She looked like she went over there to get in the prayer line, probably without a prayer card, so they just sent her back. See? So, and, um, so that was it. But she don't have to have the prayer card. She just has to have faith. And God honored that when she passed by. Now, here's a man. I don't know him. God knows I don't. Don't know nothing about him. But God knows him and knows all about him. His very breath he's breathing now is by the mercies of God. If he'd called that uh, life out of him, all this petroleum and light and stuff that his body's made out of would just go right out. He'd, he'd die. And he couldn't operate no more. He'd be gone. So God is the one who does the healing. He's the one who knows all things. You're conscious that something's going on. You've been conscious there's been something dealing with you ever since you've been standing there, and you know it. That's the angel of the Lord. Have you ever seen a picture of it? That light, you know, in the picture? You saw that. Now, that's just uh, uh, in my picture of where that discussion that night. Uh, well, Dr. Stonewell has just explained it scientifically, just like... It's power, the Holy Spirit. And He knows you. He knows us, knows we're brothers. And I know that you're a Christian. And I know that you're a believer. And I know you're suffering with nervousness. And I know another thing, that you got rheumatic fever also. And I know one thing, that you're, you, you have a calling to preach the gospel. And you don't know which way to go and what to do. That's right. Is that right? You believe you're standing here then? that right? I'll tell you what you do. Don't you wait for any somebody to give you something that you don't deserve and don't need. You just stay close to God and preach the gospel. Don't look and let this take in and this indoctrinate you with this or that. Go on. Start your little prayer meeting out in a cottage somewhere. Hold and watch and see what God does for you. Then just as He moves you, just move over here. Then when He moves over here, you move with Him. Just keep on moving. Let Him lead you. You'll go right on, man. You'll be here. God bless you. Your rheumatic fever is going to leave you and your nervousness is gone.
So God bless you, my dear brother, and give you the desire of your heart in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Go. What's that? Just let him lead you. Just worry. Just keep moving and just when he just worry. He's got you. Stay right there until you feel that he's moving you somewhere else. And don't take see. Don't take anybody what anyone else says. You go move right with him. And when he moves you somewhere else, just keep on moving. He'll he'll. That's the way I have done, my brother, since a child. So he'll he'll do you the same way. God bless you. How do you do, sister? Of course, I suppose we're strangers too. Yes. We are. And do you believe me to be God's prophet or His servant? Yes. You believe that? Yes. Well, when I said prophet means preacher, you see, just yes. a, a minister. All right. <clears throat> then our Heavenly Father knows you. He knows me. He knows us ever since we were children. Ever since before we were born, He noticed we're sure in life for a purpose. And God gave us something to do. I, you are a believer. Yes. You are a Christian believer. Yes. I feel that now. And you're suffering with... Yes, you have some sort of spells, like it's epilepsy. Yeah. Is that right? You fall out. I see it. Epilepsy, that's right. And it seems like there's somebody by the side of you that... Oh, it's your husband. And he has a... He's nervous and has a heart trouble. And he... And is that right? And you're not from this city. You yeah. come from the West. Yes. Nebraska, somewhere like that. Somewhere over in the yes. West. Is that yes. right? Yes, ma'am. You, you believe that God will make you well now? Yes. Cursed be this devil that's tormented the woman. And come out of her as I lay hands upon her. In the name of Jesus Christ, may she go from here and be made well. Amen. God bless you, lady. Go now rejoicing. Be happy. You believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God? How do you do, lady? We are strangers, I suppose. First time of meeting in life. But God knows both of us. If we've never met in life before, then if God would know something... You see, lady, longer you talk to people, more vision, but I just try to find out what's wrong with the person. Then just go ahead for these more we've already called in the line. I try to get all them through. And I've been six weeks now in meetings, so I get real nervous. And you can see how it makes me just in a few moments. And frankly, you just keep coming and going to me like that after these ever what's passed through the line. Christian friends, you'll never know the effect that this takes on the human being. For hours afterwards, you're wondering where you're talking to somebody in a vision and where you're not. Imagine being here now and somebody standing here and you go back in a world 40 or 50 years back and see what they're doing. And you're back there with them and you're talking what you're seeing. You're, you're there with them yet knowing that you're standing here on the platform. Put yourself in that for a few times and watch what happened. Daniel saw one vision and it troubled him at his head for many days. But I've got to a place now with all these weeks of work to this becoming real shattery. I can feel it moving on me right now. But yeah, I want you to pray. I want you in your, in your heart just be silently praying and believing. Now, I'm... I want you to have faith. I want each one of you just raise with your hearts moving. Keep quiet. Be reverent. Be seated. And just keep reverent and quiet as you can. And I want you to look at me, lady. As I say that, look on me. It's just like the prophet Elijah said, If it wasn't I respected the presence of Jehoshaphat, I wouldn't even look at you, he said. But uh, we, you say we're strangers. All right. We don't know each other. But now we are... Uh, you are a Christian. You're a Christian believer. And 
there's something strange about you. I see a, a, a water. It's a rolling, it's a sea. And you're not from this country. No. You're, you're from Italy. Right. You're an Italian. Yes. <laughs> and you used to be Catholic. That's right. And you have turned Christian. And you're a war bride. Yes. Is that right? Amen. Your husband's kind of a little fellow with kind of heavy hair. Is that right? Yes. And you, uh, you're standing for an uncle Amen. or a relative somewhere in Italy. It's suffering with a, a venereal disease, syphilitic. And uh, he's Catholic. Yes. That's left. Is that right? I didn't understand. What I told you there, what that's, you heard my voice. But it wasn't me. It was someone else talking, see. But I see you where you are now, the way you really are in this life. I seen you a few moments ago, what you was somewhere else. Seems to be a little girl or something, they're going to a Catholic church or something. Was that right? Come here. Oh God of heaven, blessed be thy name. Thou who can do all things, bless this young woman. I pray that you'll be with her and and grant, Lord, that whatever her request is, that you will grant it to her. And in commemoration of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has raised from the dead and standing here now in our midst, uh, showing signs and wonders of his resurrection, infallible proofs that he has, uh, has risen from the dead and is not dead, but he's living in his church. We thank thee for this and bless this girl and grant her request in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you, young sister, and his mercies upon you. Excuse me. Just don't think I'm beside myself. Sometimes you... I can't explain to people it. You you wonder you're somewhere else, and then you you have to wonder where you're at. It's, you're the patient. You're the pa- You you come. You you're the person that's here to be Coming to see me. All right, sir. You believe me to be God's servant. Yes. You believe that. Yes. Well, God bless you. Then I can help you. For the angel of the Lord told me, if you get the people to believe you, then be sincere when you pray. Nothing's going to stand before the prayer. And I said, they won't believe me because I'm uneducated. I can't present it the way that I could. He said, there will be given signs as it was to Moses the prophet uh, uh, to vindicate that this is truth. And he told me what would take place. He said, do this and they'll believe you. Now, we being strangers, probably uh, raised miles apart and born... Uh, years apart but God knows both of us doesn't he yeah. but it's not for you you're standing for a friend yes and that friend is uh, got a bladder trouble yeah he doesn't know it what's wrong with him no but he, he's got a bladder trouble yes. they're fixing to operate and you come to stand in his place yes. to, for his success yes she come here almighty God may your mercy be granted Thank to this God. woman and may she receive this blessing. May she be all right, normally and well, in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lady, just a moment. That lady's in a hospital, isn't yes. A Swedish hospital. Yes. All right, that's all right. God bless Praise you. Go on. Amen.
How do you do, sir? Very well, brother. <clears throat> do you believe me to be his servant? Yes. The Lord's servant. God bless you. Yes. And I, I am sure if you believe that, that I can help you in, in his grace. Yes. Uh, I see quickly that you are a believer. You're a Christian. And um, you, uh, you are suffering with, uh, with a nervous condition. And it's caused you to have a heart trouble. You have a heart trouble. And you're a preacher. Yes, sir. And you're from Ontario, Canada. Is that right? Go on. You're going to get well, brother. God bless you. May the Lord bless my brother. You believe with all your heart? Have faith. Just have faith in God's all I ask you to do. How do you do? God bless you, mother. Been in this world, I guess, many days, but... You still, everybody wants to live as long as we can, don't we? Ah, you're a suffering sister. I don't blame you. God's age means nothing to God. One of these days, you're going to come back a beautiful little girl like you was many years ago. All this gray hair, death is set in. It's going to conquer sometime. But when you return, what death has done to you, death will be taken away. And just what you was at your best was what you'll be then forever. Won't that be beautiful and wonderful? God's Word teaches that, Mother. Now, you've got an ulcer outside the stomach, and then you've also got a hernia, and you've got high blood pressure. Is that right? And you've got arthritis. Is that right? You couldn't hide your life, but now I'm going to ask God to heal you. Almighty God, grant her blessings, Lord, that she asked coming age, but yet creeping up here believing that you'll do it. Uh, you fed her all through life. You've taken care of her. And now, Lord, may she be comfortable and healed in the, the rest of her days. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Now, go believing with all your heart. And God, make you well. Just have faith in God. Believe with all your heart. God will bring it to pass. How do you do, young man? <laughs> you believe? Amen. If I be God's servant and, and he share his presence, which I'm sure that you're conscious of something, not your attitude, what you think it is, that'll determine what you get. But I couldn't heal you if you're sick. I don't know. But if you are, I couldn't heal you because Christ already did that. But you are, you're sick, but your sickness is nervousness. You're real nervous. And here's another thing. You're seeking something. That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, God, Jesus. give it to him in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, May he go tonight and be healed and well. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, brother. Be of good courage. You're going to receive it. A blessing waits on you. All right. <clears throat> you believe me to be his servant, lady? With all your heart? You believe that God will make you well? You have a lump in your breast, don't you? You believe it's going to leave you? May I come? May you come forward this way? Lord, and who lays life and whom lays healing, I ask that this depart from our sister in Jesus Christ's name. May she live, granted, for your glory. Amen. God bless you, lady. I go thanking God, live reverent and true to Him all your life.
Do you believe? Yes, you believe that God will take that anemia condition away from you and make you well? You do. Go rejoice and say, thank you, Lord. Now, Father, I pray that you'll grant this blessing to her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I go thanking God. Don't doubt nothing. You say, I received it. I got it. Now, how do you do? Do you believe? I do believe. God bless you. You believe if God is here can make you well? Yes. You do? do All right. Now, what you have, you have diabetes for one thing, heart trouble for another. Is that right? right. You believe believe you're healed now? God bless you. That's it. Amen. God be with her and bless her in Jesus' name. All right. Now, when I said heart trouble, that lady, something swept over you, didn't you? You was healed the same thing. God bless you. Yes, that's it. It's gone from you now. You're well. Go and God bless you. All right. You have kidney trouble and you also have arthritis. Is that right? Almighty God. Take away the curse from this woman as I bless her in Jesus Christ's name. May she go be made well. Amen. Now look, sister, you must act your faith. You believe it? Yes. Then go off the platform rejoicing and happy, saying, Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Nervousness and heart trouble. My is that right? You believe he's going to heal you now? I curse this disease of her body and say for it to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Come out from her. Amen. God bless you. Go, sister, rejoicing and being thankful. All right. Do you believe with all your heart? You believe me to be his servant? I believe that with all my heart. And because you have respected not me, but God, whose presence you're standing in, the kidney troubles let you and you had female trouble. And it's gone too. So you can go off the platform and rejoice and say, Thank you, Lord. Do you believe me, young fellow? Do you believe with all your heart? Somebody in here is believing. It keeps turning me real hard. Now, just a moment. It's left me and went that way. It's the, the Holy Spirit's over the audience now. It's not at the platform. It's over the audience. That lady sitting right back there, she has female trouble and stomach trouble. God bless you. Go home. Be well now. God make you well. Sue is moving to... Oh, have faith in God. Brother Beeler? No, it's that lady sitting there. Yeah, it's rectal trouble, isn't it? That's sir. He makes you well so you can stand up and accept your healing now. Be made well in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. You were sitting there praying or anxiously believing, trying to move in because you was asking him to let me speak to you because you seen you wasn't going to get in that prayer line. Is that right? Now, I'm not reading your mind, but you couldn't hide your life now. That's right. You're going to get well. Now, don't worry. Just go on and be happy and rejoice. Do you believe sitting there, sirs? You have persistent headaches, don't you? Is that, is that right? You believe that he's going to make you well? All right. Stand up and accept your healing. Be made well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. May God make you well. You want to get over that epilepsy sitting right over there? You believe? 
You believe he makes you well? Stand up to your feet and accept your healing, man, and be made well. That's all. Just keep praising God and keep believing. God will make you well. What are you crying for, sir? You're trying to seek the Holy Ghost, aren't you? Little fellow sitting there. Isn't that right, sir? Stand up and say, Lord, I believe you're going to give me the Holy Ghost. God bless you. You're going to receive it. There, he's got the Holy Ghost right now. Praise the Lord. That's the way getting dead earnest. What would you think of that fellow when he almost fell on your feet there? A God that can send him out. That man come from Switzerland. He formerly come, he's now living in Fairbanks, Alaska, and comes down the roads. Got truck line, runs up and down, has swimming pools and things. That's right. You're suffering with TB. Would you like to be healed? You believe God will make you well? You believe it? You believe he heals your TB? Something strange happened. You had a strange thought when that man fell in there, wasn't it? Huh? All right. Stand up on your feet and accept your healing of TB. God bless you. Go and may the Lord make you well. Have faith in God. Just the only thing you have to do is have faith. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Colored sister sitting there. You want to get over that female trouble? A little green dress on you. Ble- you want to get over the female trouble? You was wondering if I was going to say something. That's right. All right. It's gone from you now. You had a drainage set as an abscess, but it's left you now. God bless you. You can go and be made well. You have an asthmatic cough, don't you, sister? Right over there. Causing a heart trouble also. Sitting right on out about three or four people out from that. that, That's right. Raise up to your feet. God bless you. Now go home and be well. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Keeps hanging around that color. No, it's that other color lady, right? Oh, you have stomach trouble, don't you, lady? Sitting right. Yes. He healed you just then. Go home, eat what you want to now. That's a peptic ulcer. You've been nervous. It's come time of life. What gun that? You're, you're healed now. You can go home, say, rejoice and be happy in Christ. God make. Just a moment. Oh, you had a stomach trouble too, didn't you? That's right. You got an ulcerated stomach also. You were healed the same time, so you can go home now and eat what you want to be made well. Are you believing? Are you ready to receive your healing? Our Lord Jesus is here to make every one of you well. Let's bow our heads just a moment. Now, Father... With kindness and reverence, we come to you, believing with all of our heart that I don't know what else you could do, Father. You sent a brass serpent one time and set it on a pole, and those who looked lived. You had a pool at Bethesda, and all that stepped in with faith got healed. You sent your son, and he died that we might be made free from sin and sickness. You've healed us all along and you said that the things that I do shall you also and greater because I go to my Father. 
He said, A little while, and the world seeth me no more, yet you shall see me, and these things that I do, you'll do also. And tonight we see and know that you're here, and that you're healing and doing the same things that you did when you were here in, on earth many years ago. Oh, great Father, I ask you to bless the prayer of your servant. And I'm asking for these dear people who are sitting here and Satan is trying to rob them from life. And I I pray thee and will thank thee. And I thank thee, Heavenly Father, for healing me standing here in the pulpit tonight. Walking in here after missing sleep so many nights with a tremendous headache. And now it's gone. And I'm so thankful. And I I pray that you'll heal everyone that's here. Grant it, Lord. You, You said just move. Believe it. And I, I, as your servant, I condemn every sickness in here. I take every spirit in my own control in the name of Jesus Christ. I I do this for your glory, Lord. And I say to every demon power that's got the people bound, you can't hold them any longer. I come as God's agent. I come as his servant to serve a warrant on you tonight. I come to serve this notice. That Jesus Christ freed these people 1,900 years ago, and you can't hold them any longer. Tonight they believe. Tonight we're here. The walls of Jericho will fall. The people will go in and will possess the land. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, every sick spirit affliction, come out of them in the name of Jesus Christ, that they may be made well through Jesus Christ's name.